0: Welcome to the this is the place podcast i am meg walter i'm on zoom unfortunately with chris rawl hey chris
1: meg it is a pleasure to be on zoom with you uh at some point in the uh, distant future we'll be back in person but until then you know this is this is our life
0: until then here we are uh boy do we have a story right off the jump here um chris let's have you let's have you play a video (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, let's set this up really fast. We talked no, about it.
0: No, I don't think we should set it up. I think we should just play the video.
1: <laughs> All right. For those of you who are watching on video, which I would encourage for this very specific moment, uh, I'm going to share my screen and we're just going to play a video. And we're not going to introduce it because it actually needs Thanks no introduction. Itself, Chris. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Country music fans and rap music fans together somehow that we can solve all the problems that we have in our nation. When I wasn't working on a farm, I went back to school in downtown LA and Eric knows that I was a rapper. So he asked me, are you guys okay? If I just break off a little bit of rap before we have the most amazing country singer. Thank you, I'll do that. It Goes a little something like this because I'm the attorney general and I'm running for re-election, and I ask you for your vote. Hunting predators. I'm a dragon slayer, making believers out of all them haters as I chase down in my town criminals like a bloodhound on the scent till they're found. Follow them even underground, infiltrate the compounds in Bolton like surround sound. Don't mess around in my town. I'll take you down because I'm an innovating, devastating rhyming AG, repping 801 Utah SLC. Don't waste your time trying to battle me because I knock you out, you Frazier. I'm Ali. Yes, Ali, aka Cassius Clay. You want to take my title? Best step away. Political pugilist. I don't play. You feeling lucky, punk? Come on, America. My day, because I can rope a dope, give you hope, take your best hits, and when you stand on smiling, you know I'm legit. You'll be punched out, tired, and ready to sit. Then I'll rain down blows till you beg me to quit. Round one to fifteen, it don't mean a thing. It's who's wearing the belt when we step out of the ring. So I'll overcome whatever you bring, because I'm the undisputed heavyweight and pound for pound king. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. God bless America. God bless the great state of Utah. Thank you, each and every one of you, patriots. All right. Good. So why don't you tell us what we just saw?
1: For those of you who don't know, that was the Attorney General of Utah. His name is Sean Reyes. As we talked about on this podcast not too long ago, there was a country music concert that wanted to be played in Kaysville originally. It was the the well known country music star Colin Ray. You and I have both definitely heard of him, Meg.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, an all-star. I have his poster hanging in my room. Big concert. We, we
1: We both do. And wanted to come to Kaysville. Kaysville shut him down. Wanted to go to Grantsville. Tooele Kaysville. County judge,
0: shut him Kays, down. Let's, let's, let's clarify. Kaysville mayor was like, yeah, what pandemic? And the city council was like, um, no. So it was <laughs> the city council who was like, hard pass on having a large concert held on our city grounds. And then they bumped it to Grantsville and then wasn't Grantsville like a hard pass.
1: Grantsville had a judge step in from Tooele County and they're like, no, we just, we're not really that into country music star Colin Ray and country music star is in all bold and all caps. Okay? <laughs> we're not that into it right now at this point in time. Normally we are. So guess who steps up to the plate? Cedar City, Utah, which is phenomenal, right? Because mm-hmm. now, well, phenomenal in, in one sense, not as phenomenal in another. <laughs> So they gather the biggest celebrities that Utah has to offer. Number mm-hmm. one, Sean Reyes, Attorney General, who you just heard rapping. Number two, who he introduced at the tail end, Guy Fieri?
0: I uh, know. Why Why was Guy Fieri there? What uh, in the world?
1: So is he from Utah, and I'm not fully aware of that, Maybe. No,
0: I don't think. I don't know.
1: What sure. was he doing in Cedar City? It's not like it's by Park City, which is the the reason that normally famous people, and famous in this is not in all bold or in all caps. It's like in the smallest of New York Times font, okay? Guy Fieri, I don't understand how he's browsing through Cedar City, Utah. That should you have been what? And it
0: is, it is a pain to get to Cedar City. There's no, I guess you could fly into Vegas, but you're still... Regardless of where you fly in, you're looking at a three-hour drive. Salt Lake, three-hour drive to Cedar City. Vegas, three-hour drive to Cedar City.
1: So Dave, our producer, just shook his head at me and said, you actually can fly into Cedar City. What? I think you have to land at the Burger King is the downside.
0: But yeah, it's got to be, okay. Like it's a
1: sudden landing and you got to stop.
0: Rich people have like special rules. Do I
1: trust Guy Fieri to land in a Burger King parking lot? Yes. Yes, I do.
0: Do you think rich people don't get the virus?
1: Uh and that's, that's also Guy
0: He's like, yeah, sure, I'll come to this concert where people are packed together and no one is wearing a mask.
1: <laughs> to recap, we have three enormous celebrities on stage.
0: Yeah. Attorney General Sean
1: Reyes, Guy Fieri, Food Network star, Colin Ray, country music star. Sean Reyes, the Attorney General, he's the one who ends up stealing the show because he performed the rap you just listened to. I, uh, sorry, I, I used incorrect terminology. He broke off a rap, which I didn't know.
0: Was Is that you what say? you say? That's what that's what you say. I didn't know that until he said it. Um, anyone who calls themselves a rapper, I just feel like it's people who are like, I'm a poet or like, I'm, you know, there's just people you can't trust when they say like, I'm a writer. It's like, mm, <laughs>
1: Trust me, I feel great pain the- because I always tell people that I'm a writer and they give me the stink eye and they go, Right. What because what have you written? And I go, oh, you know, there's like, there's a few blogs where my work has been published, you know, like some good stuff out there. And they're yeah. like, okay. But in, in their minds, they're going, he's the same as Sean Reyes. He's rapping in his mind and then writing about it. And, and nobody really actually cares. Like
0: when Sean Reyes tells us he was a rapper, what does that mean? Like, was he rapping in the mirror in the morning or was he, did he have like an illustrious career and went platinum?
1: I think rapping is in the eye of the beholder. And in Sean's case, it is definitely mirror-based. He stared straight at himself while he throws out some of these, some of the words he uses, innovating, rhyminating, devastating AG. That's his terminology for himself. Okay,
0: do we want to get into the words of this rap?
1: (laughs) No, not yet. Because (laughs) we, we will get there eventually. First of all, there's, so KSL publishes an article about it. So this is what we're pulling stuff from. Um, they call it an off-brand rap act for Sean Race, which I was a little bit confused by because the brand, it seemed quite on brand. What does right? that mean? He's wearing a cowboy hat, blessing America and Utah, and rapping about these like devastating punches he's going to throw, Okay, which seems on brand from what I know about Sean Race. I don't know a ton, but it seems on brand. Am I missing something there, Meg?
0: I don't know. I don't think you are. So
1: also on brand. KSL, they published the lyrics (laughs) of the rap and Sean Reyes' office, the attorney general's office reaches out and they go, hell no, those aren't the correct lyrics. You didn't publish them correctly. So they send the correct lyrics to KSL. Then they send an official statement from Sean Reyes about the performed rap. Can I read you a a little bit of it? Because- (laughs) okay this is straight from the statement that was provided to ksl.com about a rap that was performed at a cedar city country music concert that also featured guy fieri okay you follow me so far yes here's sean predators are exploiting covid to victimize utahns and my ag team and i are on watch tracking and taking them down whether they are human traffickers drug cartels child pornographers, or other abusers. We don't rest just because COVID has paralyzed much of America. What the hell? (laughs) Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Again, this is a statement provided about the rap, okay? Does he think that we don't care about child pornographers because COVID is around or like drug cartels and human trafficking? Does he think that we just stopped? I don't get that. I
0: I don't understand at all.
1: Does he think we can only concentrate on one thing at a time and his attorney general's office is the only office that's coming down hard on human trafficking? Keep, keep going. He goes on to say, if any political opponents want to take my job as AG, attorney general, they can take their best shots, but they will have a battle. I fight clean, but will do everything to beat them in an election like I would in the ring or figuratively in a rap. Organizers said my primary opponent would be there. That's what the rap was about. Anyone trying to say otherwise didn't hear it or just doesn't understand it. So and he
0: go- let me let me let me reiterate what you just read to me to make sure that I understand that correctly.
1: I know. I'm confused too, frankly.
0: His political opponent, Levitt, Sean Reyes, assumes that Levitt is in the audience and he has directed this rap specifically to him how flattered must levitt be that someone like that is like that's beyond a serenade when like someone's like i wrote this song for you and it's like lovely and romantic or whatever someone writes a diss rap about you you have made it
1: are you kidding me if you show up to a concert for somebody else and then your political opponent gets on stage and goes i have this song and it's dedicated to you chris Rawl, i that's the most love i'll ever feel for another human being
0: You cannot level up beyond that.
1: It doesn't matter how rude or how harsh they were in the song. I'm just like, that was written for me. Imagine how long it probably took Sean to write this song. Maybe it was like a three-month process, you know? He's Um, throwing rhymes off
0: the mirror day in, day out. I I also think he's lying because I would like to read the lyrics if you're okay okay with that. Well, first of all, we don't know everybody's writing
1: process. So, you know, I don't want to make any assumptions that this was just a quick flash in the pan. The words would seem to indicate that, but we never know. The words would seem
0: to indicate that he wrote it in the car ride there. Let's get into it. (laughs) Hunting predators, I'm a dragon slayer. Making believers out of all them haters. As I chase down in my town... Criminals, like a bloodhound, on the scent till they're found, follow them even underground. Infiltrate their compounds, engulf them like surround sound, don't mess around in my town or I'll take you down. I'm an innovating, devastating Ryman AG, repping 801 Utah SLC, don't waste your time trying to battle me cause I'll knock you out. You're Frasier. I'm Ali. Yes, Ali, a.k.a. Cassius Clay. You want to take my title? Best step away. Political poodilist? Pu- pu- what the heck is that? <laughs> it's not a word. <laughs> no. That's not a real word. Are they used it in the
1: 50s when people were into boxing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't play. Feeling lucky punk Come on and make my day because I can rope a dope, give you hope, take your best hits. But when I'm standing there smiling, you'll know I'm legit. You'll be punched out, tired and ready to sit. Then I'll rain down blows till you beg me to quit. Round one or 15, it don't mean a thing. It's who's wearing the belt when we step out of the ring. So I'll overcome whatever you bring because I'm the undisputed heavyweight and pound for pound king. Now, Chris, what is it that you're looking for in your state's attorney general?
1: A badass amateur rapper. Is, uh, it, check. is it someone Hard who check.
0: hunts down criminals like a bloodhound? Uh, yeah, I'm into the blonde,
1: bloodhound analogy. I, I like guess, that, you know? This
0: seems like wildly violent language. <laughs>
1: Well, that's why he felt compelled to release that statement to KSL because he's like, if you think this is super violent, you don't know me. I actually am. He also, in addition to being an amateur rapper, he's like an amateur fighter, you know, which I also don't know what that means. So he's like, no, because this is about my own fighting career. And I take yeah. it into my rap and then draw these parallels between me and my opponent who's some, uh, it's a Levitt brother, you know.
0: I just feel like of all moments to make a statement about how hard you go on people who are accused of crimes. June, 2020 might not be the best time to do that.
1: (laughs) I mean, so there's a, I want to read a line from the KSL article. This particular rap has stirred controversy for Reyes due to its hardbound crime lyrics amid nationwide protests about police brutality and the ironic nature of the song being delivered at a concert, which breaks local COVID-19 health directives. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, you can't state it much clearer than that. Like, now's maybe not the best time. <laughs> Do you think? Here's what I want, okay? If the AG battle between him and Levitt turns into this, like, song off, you know, whatever Levitt's talent is, I don't know if he's a piano player, a guitar player, an acapella dude, I just want him to go back and forth musically. Levitt has to write a beautiful ballad. About how, you know, he was a he used to be a farmer and he's gonna farm Reyes into oblivion, you know, he's gonna like bail I mean, all this hay and stuff.
0: You know, democracy's broken. America, our political parties, they've fallen apart, everything is awful. But how great would it be if a rap battle determined all elected offices?
1: It would be great to determine it once they're in office, because now that I'm remembering the Utah, I think it was the House of Representatives, maybe the Republican party, which one was it, it was either that or the oh, Utah no. Senate, <laughs> they made a rap, and it was jarring. And I, did, and I didn't love how I felt when I was done with it. So I'm kind of on the fence. I think leading up to it's a good separator. Once you're in office, and you have to watch these 913 year old politicians spit out individual lines to a rap and then it switches to somebody else. That's not my favorite pastime, okay? Okay, Okay,
0: but listen, 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 listen. That rap was bad, right? (laughs) What if there was a a different group of individuals who were like, listen, we wanna be Utah's House of Representatives now. Here's our rap and their rap was superior. They would be our new members of Utah Congress and they might do a better job. Based on their rapping,
1: I am kind of into that. That would be a more merit based system than currently, which is a, just who a is a meritocracy. Can wear, yeah, at its core. The who wears a suit the best. That's the yeah. current merit system. <laughs> um, so there's a little, it, he said it in the start of the video that we watched, but I want to go back to something he said before he started rapping. This is a quote from Rayce when he was on stage. I think we thought that if we could get country music fans and rap fans together somehow, that we could solve all the problems that we have in our nation. Mm-hmm. end quote. Uh-huh. I uh, I I don't think the problems in the United States of America right now are about country music and rap. I, I might be a little misguided. <laughs> like, like the things that are going on in this country We're like, you like country music? No, I like rap. This is, I mean, this is going to be a hard divide. I don't think that's the problem, Meg. Am I missing something there? I
0: don't think you're missing anything. I also think it's worth noting that the crowd was not with him on this. <laughs> There was a tepid response at best.
1: <laughs> He's, he goes, this is a little known fact about Sean Ray's. He just goes places and he puts on these like incredibly outgoing performances you know he showed up at uh that place in pleasant grove it's called forevermore nevermore one of those two it's like a fantasy camp you know people go around and what and they what, interact are, you t- with-
0: <laughs> what are you talking about yeah, right people, now listen
1: what? people go around they interact with knights and stuff it's like a fantasy quest kind of thing you know and you exists? go there all day
0: where is it
1: it's in pleasant grove i think or american fork it's somewhere in that area okay oh
0: my gosh and okay. so
1: and so they go there for the grand opening and somebody comes out in a huge suit of armor a black knight and then opens the helmet and it's Sean Reyes and he like delivers some rousing fantasy speech. He's like hoisting his sword up. And it's probably more of this. He's like, You guys think that I'm violent, but I'm not. I'm gonna take this sword, I'm gonna stab all my competitors, and they're like, This is really, this is really violent. Bi- I don't like this. He's like, No, no, it's figurative, you know? I'm a poet. I'm a man who
0: I don't know. How many times and- How many times can the attorney general cry wolf and say, like, you know, no, it's not I guess cry wolf is a bad analogy, but say like I was just joshing. This violent language isn't actually how I feel about things when he's like clearly telling us it is.
1: I think he's misguided on what we're truly freaked out by, and it's the fact that he keeps rapping places. He's like 50 or something. I don't know how old he is. He needs to stop. That's not behavior that a so 50-year-old does.
0: We watched uh, the hunt for Skinwalker, or it's called the the mystery of Skinwalker Ranch. It's on History Channel. Um, and it's about a ranch in the Uinta Basin where there's, like, paranormal activity and uh, UFO sightings and all these things. And in the final episode, Sean Reyes shows up.
1: This is what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. yeah. What did he for, do like, this time? For no, like, he just sat in a board room and, like, listened to them talk about aliens. I was like, why is Sean Reyes here? He
1: had to have been dressed up like an alien. He always plays a character. It's great.
0: He He was just in a suit which was kind of a disappointment. But yeah, it was like, but why are you here? Don't you have like, you know, you got to hunt down the criminals because you're a bloodhound. Like, what are you doing? What is your job?
1: Do you ever feel bad for amateur rappers? Because... Everyone yes. hears them and they're just like, that's really bad. I don't understand when the threshold is ever met and it becomes somebody where it's like, that's Eminem on Eight Mile. He's like an underground rapper, but you hear him and you go, that's pretty badass. I feel like every amateur rapper is listened to and we just react the same way that we do to Sean Reyes, where we're like, what? Yes. What?
0: what? What do you think is worse, listening to um, someone doing stand up for the first time, watching an improv group perform for the first time, or hearing an amateur rapper perform?
1: I th- I think you're mistaken in how many times I've experienced any of those things in my life. Imagine if I'd watched a bunch of first-time improv groups. What was going on with me? I that think, would be I so think, intense.
0: To answer my own question, I think it's watching an amateur rapper.
1: I will say this of things I have experienced. The most horrific in-person event that I've witnessed that's in this same vein is when somebody plays guitar for a while and they get fired up about their ability to perform a song and they go all right, I got a group here. Everybody chill out and I'm going to play Imagine from John Lennon and you have to sit through a full no, throttle like performance.
0: It's always Wonderwall.
1: Oh, Wonderwall.
0: It's okay, never even not better. Wonderwall.
1: It's either Wonderwall or that Green Day song. What's the Green Day one? Ugh.
0: Good riddance. Good
1: riddance. It's one of yeah. those two. And they yeah. start in, and you have to listen to it, and it's excruciating. And you can't just like get up and go because you know it's rude and it'll hurt their feelings. And they're trying to just like be better at guitar, even though they're super bad. But it's not Another my favorite passage.
0: Turning point, fork stuck in the road. And they like close their eyes. You're like, oh, when will death take me? The
1: only part about it that I do like is if they have a romantic affiliation in the room, they always are like staring that person down so hard and it's so much more awkward for them than anybody. So at least you have that going
0: for you. As someone who has been serenaded in scenarios such as that one, let me tell you what I would prefer. I would prefer my political opponent to get on stage and perform a diss track about me because that is far more flattering.
1: Meg, how good does one person have to get at guitar and singing to say, hey, will you just sit down and listen to me play this song? Like you have to be Bob Dylan, right?
0: I mean, to have it be appreciated, yes. But boy, a lot of white men think that they are good enough to do it. There's a lot of them.
1: Funny you should Um, mention that, Meg. I have my guitar right over here, and I would love to just play you maybe even four, just a quick four-song set before the podcast is over. Of
0: course you do. Before (laughs) we move on, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the absurdity of this concert being held right now in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic when our cases are skyrocketing and a number of people got on stage and said all of you out here are patriots god bless america and it's like what about stupidity makes you a patriot what about willfully ignoring public health advice and deciding that you're okay with getting a virus that is killing a lot of people makes you a patriot
1: it is interesting that the real crux of the issue is just swept under the rug because we had Guy Thierry and Sean Reyes rapping in a cowboy hat. I'm we're strax- so easily distracted. I can't even describe it. Like talk about the cat just batting at the ball of yarn. As soon as we hear Sean Reyes rap, we're like, we, we got to talk about this for 30 minutes. At the end of it, we're like, by the way, there's a pandemic in, in, in Cedar City. We just had a bunch of people get together. This is the other thing that I need to complain about. No, I couldn't find out what Guy Fieri did because he introduces him and brings him on stage. And nobody could tell me what Guy Fieri was doing. I was more concerned about that than anything. Did Guy I Fieri think- eat a huge hamburger in front of 3,000 people? Like, what <laughs> did he do?
0: So. Flavor town. I hope that he, I think what he did was Sean Reyes introduced him and then Guy Fieri introduced Colin Ray, because you've got you to gotta have a transition there because how does Sean Reyes, you know... <laughs> Whoa! Their names are kind of similar. Sean Ray is Colin Ray. Mm, some name
1: synergy, as they say in the business world. I, I, how much would you pay to watch Guy Fieri eat a big hamburger in front of you? Five dollars.
0: Zero dollars, Chris. Okay. <laughs> How much would you pay?
1: Where does he rank on the scale of first-time improv and first-time rapping?
0: I mean, I'd rather watch Guy Fieri eat a hamburger than any of those (laughs) other things, but I'm not going to pay for it.
1: Of every activity we've discussed so far, this is not a joke. I would watch Guy Fieri eat a large hamburger in front of me, even though I know it's going to get on all that weird facial hair he has.
0: He does. His facial hair is... I wouldn't call it weird. I would call it art. Uh, Let's move on. Because I got to go in a minute. But, he is committed
1: to the bit. Okay, let's uh, let's move to Sugar House Park. You probably go there all the time, don't you?
0: Sugar House well, Park, there's did. a lot going on. We did in the before times.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, is it too crowded now or what's going on?
0: You just uh, don't really want to like, go out and about. If you're not going to play on the playground, there's not really a super compelling reason to go and Playgrounds kind of gross me out
1: right now. So. I I mean, not to beat a dead horse, but I've had a lot of people reach out to me about Sugar House Park and dog activity in the area. So like, I mean, I could understand you staying away. You know, people get a little unruly. They let their dogs off the leash. They don't really care for about their surroundings in a way that maybe a normal dog owner should. You know, I don't know what to say there.
0: You are so weird. Kate. Okay, tell me what's going on in Sugar House
1: Park. <laughs> Sugar House Park, actually weirder things are going on than bad dog behavior and bad dog owner behavior. Because... A dude's throwing a Frisbee around there with his friends, you know, throws a Frisbee, hits a guy's van. Okay. Which sucks. You know, it happens sometimes. So this guy who's van, the, the van owner, he gets super mad and he, and he goes and he grabs the Frisbee and he goes, I'm not giving this back to you. Like he treats him like a little kid, right? I'm not giving this Frisbee back to you. And the guy's like, no, I'll like, I'll pay you money for the, you know, like this den or something, or like, I'll pay you money for the disc or just whatever. Like, I just want my disc back. So the guy, the van owner, he goes, yeah, give me what money you got, you know, and whatever. So the the disc owner gives him money. He gives him $56. That's a lot of money.
2: How
0: heavy is this disc?
1: So it doesn't say because there's a big difference. If it's a Frisbee that you use for ultimate Frisbee, it's not heavy. It couldn't do any damage. If it's a Frisbee golf disc, then it can do damage because those are heavier and they have hard edges. So if you ripped it as hard as you could against Mm. a van, it could dent it.
0: Okay. But it doesn't say
1: what kind of disc it was.
0: It is possible that this Frisbee actually dented the car.
1: Is there a Frisbee golf course at Sugarhouse Park? Do you know?
0: No, there's not that I'm aware of.
1: So they're not, th- you don't throw Frisbee golf discs to one another because they're too hard. It would hurt your hand to catch them. So in that case, it seems reasonable to assume this is an actual normal Frisbee, which can't do damage to anything. Okay. Yeah. So the van owner takes the money. Guess what he does? He goes, okay, I'll give you your disc back. If you give me the money, gives him the money, refuses to give the disc back. Are you serious? total play? Okay. Just talk about pulling the rug out from under your feet. So now they get in another argument because the guy's like, you can't keep my $56 and the disc. Van owner tries to jump in his van and go away. So the Frisbee guy, he's like, no, dude, you got to st- stop. So he like tries to stop him. Unfortunately, the van owner owns both a set of car keys and a gun. Oh, so he no. starts by stabbing the disc owner with his car keys, you know, stabs his hands, get away from me. Then he goes, Screw you, dude. Grabs a loaded pistol. Are you kidding? And points at it, the frisbee guy. The frisbee. So the frisbee guy's like, look, I'm not that wedded to the $56 nor the,
0: the Nor the $2 frisbee, yeah.
1: At this point, the the gunman, he's committed to the bit, you know. So he like tosses, at one point he tosses him onto the ground. And then he throws his money out. He throws his money out at the disc owner, $56. And he says, you can have your money back but you can't press charges. So would you take the $56 and not press charges? Meg, this is kind of a moral quandary, you know?
0: Are you guy asking me fi- that? <laughs> no, I'm absolutely it pressing was rhetor- It was
1: rhetorical. The guy takes the $56 and calls the police. The police show up and they're like, you know what? The, what's not a great time to pull out a gun when you like get in a $56 frisbee altercation? And and you just pointed at a guy. So then they take him to jail. That's what happens. That's what's happening in Sugarhouse House Park. You know, is he?
0: Is he? I need. Is he still there? Is he still in jail?
1: Yeah, he has like a fifty thousand dollar bail set up. Well, if he paid the bail, then maybe he's out. But it doesn't seem like if he's scraping around for fifty six bucks, I don't think that he's you know probably posting fifty thousand dollars in bail. I can't get over. The stuff that that people are willing to like really commit a crime for. Do you ever think about that?
0: I just think usually it's like the straw that the- broke the back, you know, like this guy, he was at his absolute breaking point and then a Frisbee hit his car and unfortunately this man owns a gun. Like it was just like. That poor Frisbee guy was just wrong, wrong place, wrong time. And now he's dealing with this psycho who owns a gun. Yeah, but even at at the lowest
1: points in my life, if somebody did something like that, that is an insignificant thing, I would just be like, man, it's today's not my day. And I'd be like, yeah, if you dented my car, could you please pay for the dent? Here's your disc. I understand accidents happen. The last thing I'm going to do is be like, I'm having a bad day. And this Frisbee flew in. And now I got to try to like, hold this guy up at gunpoint and stab his hands with my keys. But uh, maybe I'm a different breed, Meg. Maybe I save all my anger for these dog owners in Sugarhouse Park that I was talking about.
0: Yeah, I think you do. I (laughs) I don't, I don't.
1: uh... Meg, what are your thoughts
0: on people pointing guns at
1: others who throw frisbees? Do you have any thoughts on that matter?
0: frisbee players they're just trying to have a good time you know frisbee's terrible i don't understand why people play frisbee but if that's what they do to feel happy clearly van gun guy needs something an outlet some sort of activity you know to release some of this emotion he's carrying around with him
1: i will say this ultimate frisbee is a douchey sport what douchey people play yeah really but wait tell me
0: why let's get into that what's what what is about ultimate frisbee where it's like oh those guys suck
1: well they always have to take their shirts off which is an immediate sign that you're a douchey person you know
0: you never take your shirt off at the golf course
1: (laughs) Uh, i've worn tank tops when i putt around and, and people don't like it because that's bad etiquette on the golf course but sometimes i just gotta if you can see this farmer's tan Sometimes yeah. you just got to blend this baby, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: so I'm like, you know, me being the vain man that I am every once in a while, I'm like, I just got to get a little more sun on the upper arms. But no, I don't really take my shirt off. I have taken my shirt off when I go running, but I don't really run anymore. So I guess maybe I'm a douchey runner. Maybe. But so Ultimate what Frisbee. Else? Well, maybe. Ultimate frisbee's that. But Frisbee golf, not douchey sport. Actually, Wait, wait, sport. wait,
0: wait, wait. The reason you think Ultimate Frisbee is douchey is because they take their shirts off. That's <laughs> well, that's
1: it? part of it. So they have the one-two combo. They take their shirts off, but they don't put their shirts to the side, which is like, okay, you could be a douche. You could not be a douche. They tuck their shirts into their back belt. So it's flapping around. Like I might need this shirt at any moment while I'm running around on the field. That's a sign, Meg. That's a clear sign. But
0: isn't that just so they don't lose their shirt?
1: No, no, no.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: That's because they want people to know that they're like, no, no, no! I'm not committed to having my shirt off. I'm just doing this, but I, I can put it back on at any second. You know, I just don't. I, it's not that I want to show off my upper body or anything like that. You know, I just, I, it, for reasons unknown, my shirt is off. Meg, it sounds like you're quite in the camp oh. of people with their shirts off at the public park. How do you feel about that? I just. <laughs> I know you're a big free the nipple movement person, and I am too. But in this case, I don't love it.
0: Just do you, you know? Just yeah. whatever makes you happy. Just don't point guns at people.
1: You say that now, but how are you gonna feel next week when I show up to this podcast and am live stream shirtless on air?
0: Embarrassed for you.
1: Yeah, but will you uh Okay, okay. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that one off.
0: It's <laughs> for the best, I think.
1: All right, do you have time for this last one?
0: Yeah, real quick.
1: Okay. I mainly just want to talk about a quote. There's a ksl.com story. It's about the Utah Diaper Bank. It's actually a great organization. A guy named Victor started it. He goes, a lot of impoverished families can't afford diapers. I'm going to like drum up, you know, some sponsors or people's donations. And he, and he gets a bunch of diapers and he sends them out to impoverished families. So ksl.com does an article about it. They go, you know, there's less donations because of COVID, but they're actually sending out even more diapers than they used to because there's just such a high demand for this. Okay. So they talk to Victor. And and one quote stood out to me. So I just want to read the quote. And he says to KSL, I never thought I would be called, oh, sorry, let me preface this. He's called the diaper guy. Sure, That's his nickname, which is cool. Here's the quote. I never thought I would be called the diaper guy as I got older. And I thought I might, maybe for a different reason. End quote. Incredible. Incredible. So uh, I love this quote. Because I go, there, when you start bringing in other reasons into place to why you'd be called the diaper guy when you're older, you're balling, okay? Yeah. I want him to commit to the bit. Because if you are the, the person who runs a nonprofit group called the Utah Diaper Bank, and you show up to deliver diapers to people who need them wearing a diaper, do you know how many people on planet earth would love you? I actually think he would have a 100% a positive success rate with just people hearing about it and go, there's a guy who there's an older man who wears a diaper, just a diaper, nothing else. And he shows up and he delivers diapers to families who need diapers. Tell me that's not a fantastic story. Should this guy not commit to that? Not douchey behavior, by the way, despite the fact that he's shirtless. <laughs> I
0: think we should go. Uh, it's been great, Chris.
1: <laughs> Next time I'll come prepared with a list of behaviors that is that are acceptable Shirtless and not acceptable shirtless. Just so we're
0: clear, wearing a diaper, acceptable, no shirt,
1: unacceptable. A, A diaper has a clear, defined purpose. If you if you're wearing a diaper and you need to go to the bathroom, you just go and it's great. You can play frisbee for as long as you want. If all these people in the frisbee park were playing in diapers, I would completely understand it. I go, these people are committed to their craft. They're here and they're not leaving. They're not gonna go step into a porta potty. They're here.
0: All right, it's been great. Uh, we'll be back. I don't know. Are we? Are, you, are we gonna be here next week? Don't you, text you,
1: me. Slack me. Oh,
0: sorry, <laughs> on oh, my phone. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week.
1: We will be back, Meg. It's been a pleasure as always.
0: See ya later.
1: Okay, peace.